Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now stay with a fan for this special program. Hey, baseball fans. The game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year. And we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. It is a final in Pittsburgh, and the results are not good. The Brewers fall 5-3 in game one of this three-game set. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show. Tim Allen, Evan Heffelfinger, yes, that is his name, and we are live here on the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. And what, what happened in this one? The sixth inning just blew up. Top and bottom half of the sixth inning. But okay, so there was a game tonight. This is a post-game show. Got to give you some details on the game. Corbin Burns a little wild. Uh, walks are going to get you. Even Corbin Burns, walks are going to get you, and they got you. Because uh, just a couple of hits allowed, but one was a big one. A three-run home run that followed a couple of walks. Brewers offense, long ball. They were launching in that sixth inning. Willie Adamas and Rowdy Telez go back-to-back. I believe it was a 3-0 count, Andrew McCutcheon. Shame on you. A ground ball on a 3-0 count? That should have been a pop-up or a home run. Anyway, then Colton Wong follows up with a home run, and they're up 3-zip with Corbin Burns on the mound. You get to the back end of that bullpen. All you need to do is get through the bottom of the six, but a couple of one-out walks off Burns and then the three-run home run. We talked about it earlier this year, folks. Get used to O'Neill Cruz. He might be your newest Brewer killer. And get used to that for about the, oh, I don't know, the next eight years. Must be nice to have a position player in your farm system that comes up and does some damage like that. And then Burns would walk another man before his night was done. And uh, before the dust settled in that sixth inning, five-run score on two pitchers. That's uh, Burns and Box. 
So five runs on two hits, three walks, an error, a pass ball. That was ugly. And much the same as, as, as I thought the home run by Hunter Renfro. Game one out of the All-Star break could be a turning point. And it looked like it was there for a while. This sixth inning tonight, just keep an eye on this sixth inning tonight because that was ugly. Coming off the trade deadline. And now we get to, I know that, I know you guys have had some opportunities uh, to call the radio station, work it on out on, on Twitter and Facebook and, and uh, you know, file your, your vocal or your social media grievances. But now we're all here band together after the trade deadline and, and, and it's a Brewers show. And it's Tim talking Brewers after the trade deadline and Josh Hader is no longer in a Brewers uniform. And it just begs so many questions, does it not? I mean, where do we start with the questions? There's a ton of questions that this has, has brought up, this trade deadline. You didn't get a bat. You're going you're gonna to go to war here with this offense who's been a little sketchy a good chunk of this, uh, this season so far. But you're going to go to war. They've been a lot better. Granted, they've been a, a ton better in the 10 games since the All-Star break. But now on the mound, especially in that bullpen, is it a, here's where the questions start. And it goes a little deep. And I'm not knocking the organization or David Stearns in any way, but it does beg the questions. For example, are they a better team today than they were prior to the trade deadline? 414-677-1250. Now, again, if you're just, just tuning in, want to know what uh, the post game has to say about the, this trade deadline, uh, we have new numbers. So it's 414-677-1250. Instead of 799-1250, just insert 677 in there. And we'll get to some reaction. But, but the questions, are they a better team today than they were prior to the deadline? Did this show you what David Stearns thought of his baseball team this year? Did David Stearns get taken? I think these are all fair questions. They're very fair to think about all of these things. As a fan, should he have traded Josh Hader in the offseason? Should he have gotten somebody's number one prospect in their organization? I'll give you a little wiggle room on that. Should they should David Stearns have received at least a top three or a top two in somebody's organization? Are they still a playoff team? Another question that I think is fair. Uh, let's see here. Why didn't David Stearns do any outreach on the Josh Hader move? He all, well, he did admit. Not all but, he did admit that he didn't make any outbound phone calls. This might be the biggest problem I have with the whole deal. More so than anything else, because everything else would have fallen under this. You don't know what deals he may have gotten if he just threw it out there. Pick up the phone, call the Dodgers. Hey, man, I'm open to trading Josh Hader. I think it's pretty apparent everybody's aware of it. People talk, rumors 
I'll just confirm the rumors. Yes, we're accepting offers. I, I like I like Gavin Lux, Mr. Dodger. You want to go straight up one for one? All right, call me back. I gotta, I, I'm pretty busy here. Call up the Mets. Hey, I'm, you know, it's pretty apparent that we're, we're hot and heavy on, on accepting some offers on Josh Hader. Uh, Mets, Mr. Matt, uh, let's do this. You give me your number one prospect and I'll do this deal, but call me back when you think about it. Why wasn't that done? Why didn't he, why wasn't he in command? Now I've never been a GM or a president, nor have you. So I guess we really, really, truly a hundred percent don't know how it works, but to me, that's what I'd have done. Why wouldn't that be done? Would be my question to, to GMs. Why wouldn't you do the outreach? There must be some sort of code of code of ethics, a brotherhood amongst front offices. Don't call me with some cockamamie fantasy football trade. Don't you dare. Well, I wasn't. I thought I was calling you with a fair deal. Uh, what other questions do we have? Is, is the bullpen better or worse today? Now, this one has some wiggle room here. 414-677-1250. I think one could make the argument that the bullpen collectively is better than it was prior to the trade. I think you could make that argument once everybody gets into town and activated. Did it screw up the chemistry of this baseball team? This is a little bit of a concern. We'll get going with a little piece of audio here from Devin Williams. Uh, let's let's hear from Devin Williams. You got to really kind of kind of tune in your radio, really kind of hone in your ears, focus your ears, and and imagine Devin Williams' face while you hear this audio. This is pretty interesting. It's maybe a minute and a half or so, and and we'll get to your phone calls four one four six seven seven twelve fifty, because there are a lot of questions. But this regarding the chemistry question that I just threw out there, check this out from the Brewers right-hander, Devin Williams. Devin, just sort of, what was your reaction when this came down yesterday? I, I don't really have a lot to say, to be honest with you. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I was surprised. Devin, can you talk about just what Josh, you know, meant to this team and you know the bullpen and just you know you guys and how closely you guys have worked together the last couple of seasons? Um, yeah, I mean he was a huge, huge part of our success. You know, um, having him in the ninth inning, just getting the ball to him, um, it's pretty much a sure thing most of the time. Um, you know, but it was good to, you know, like learn from him and have him to kind of feed off of. Um, you know, I picked up a lot of things from him over the past couple years. So, you know, having that guy there was really big for me. It's kind of the day-to-day preparation, you know, and just kind of taking little tidbits from his routine and making it part of mine, um, you know, things like that. Do you have any expectations for 
how that ninth inning will shake out now. Do you expect to be the guy? I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Tough business sometimes, huh? You could say that. Um, a lot of things that don't really make sense, you know? Um, I don't know. I want to win. That's really the biggest thing to me. I, I don't really have much to say about it. Yeah. There he is, Devin Williams. You don't think that, that dude was pissed? If that's what he says into a microphone to you and me and everyone else, what do you think he's saying behind the scenes? 414-677-1250. A couple of more questions this trade deadline has brought upon. Are you losing confidence in David Stearns? Are you losing confidence in the organization as a whole? Are you losing confidence in their philosophy? And we'll get to make... We'll get to maybe a comment from David Stearns with regards to that in just a little bit. Um, and then finally, this this is a question that a lot of you have been asking anyway, but this uh, exacerbated uh, the, the force feeding of wondering about this. Will this team ever really, by clear definition, go for it? And we all know, what do you mean by going for it? How do you define going for it? Okay, how about this? Take a look at the San Diego Padres. Is that good enough definition for you? So if anyone, if anyone uh, responds to you when you say, this team never goes for it, well, yeah, they do. They signed Grandal. They got Moustakis. No, no, no. Point at the 2022 San Diego Padres. Point at the 2021 L.A. Dodgers. That's going for it. Nobody will debate that. Okay, we, we, there's no gray area there. Okay, so all of these questions, and there are more. Yeah, I got a full list of these things that was just brought upon by this trade deadline. How do you feel about this now? We're going to talk about that. Let's have a conversation about that. 414-799-1250. I know that, Evan, you have got to, uh, a lot to say as well. But let me just, uh, real quick, before we get to, da, 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 where did I leave my notes here? So I got them. Um, before we get to you guys, let me just go over. Let me just go over the uh, the players. You want to know about the players? Maybe you're not uh, familiar with the players that were acquired. So Josh Hader moves out for four players. Taylor Rogers, a one and five mark, a four thirty five earned run average, uh, and that was in forty two appearances, a WHIP of one eleven. Okay, I don't think those numbers are that bad. Very similar in, in, in a way to what Josh Hader had. Uh, 28 saves, one shy of Josh Hader. Donaldson Lamette, 0-1 mark with a 9.49 earned run average. That's in 13 games, 12 and a third total innings. Uh, whip of 2.03. 
He's a career 408 ERA. Team control, however, through next year. Asturi Ruiz, a 23-year-old prospect. He played in 14 games for the Padres this season, so got a taste of the bigs, 222 in the bigs. In the minors this season at AAA, hitting 333 uh, over uh, 1,000 OPS, uh, 13 homers, 46 RBIs, 60 stolen bases. Whoa. Uh, 77 games between double and triple A. Robert Gasser, the fourth and final player. 23-year-old left-hander, second round uh, draft choice from last year out of the University of Houston. Uh, he uh, is a lower to mid-90s guy. First full season in the minors this year at high A. 18 starts and a 4-9 and nine mark with a 4.8 ERA. 1.26 whip. Okay, that's the that's the hater deal. Matt Bush was acquired for Mark Mathias and Antoine Kelly. Uh, Matt Bush was a first overall selection in 2014. No, not 20, minus 10 years, 2004. A uh, bunch of DUIs, had a prison thing, uh, 40 games, including five starts. Two and one mark, three uh, two ninety five ERA. He's having a really good year, guys. He is, and I think he's going to help this bullpen for sure. Uh, whip is uh, one even. Uh, Bush is under team control for what it's worth. Twenty twenty four. He's, thir- he's uh, thirty six years old. Trevor Rosenthal acquired for Tristan Peters. S- uh, Peters a seventh rounder in last year's draft has not pitched due to injury since twenty twenty. Uh, 23 appearances back then, pandemic season, and uh, 1.9 ERA. So we had a really good season that year. So that's th- those are the trades here. Uh, there was some roster moves. Gustave, uh, suddenly you, you bolster your bullpen, and Gustave has an injury. Mm, just saying. He's to the uh, uh, IL. And uh, Luis Perdomo optioned as he is healthy. So you've got Freddie Peralta coming back. A lot to talk about. 414 677 1250, and where do we start, Mr. Heffelfinger? Let's start with the familiar face of Ken in West Bend. Kenny, I think you're going to crack one open, maybe for the wrong reasons tonight. Jimmy, I always crack one open for the right reasons. So, (laughs) here, let me just try and calm everybody down for, for the love of God. Good God. So, yes. Did I not say Hater was somebody that was potentially going to go on Sunday? You can play the tape. And did I not say that people need to realize that things are going to change? Now, all those things you cited about the guys that Stearns picked up are legitimate concerns. However, I'm the only thing I'm disappointed about is that they didn't get a couple more bats. So what does that tell me? That tells me that they feel that they've got enough offense with all the veterans they have. You know where I put tonight's loss on? Why would you take your hottest hitter out in the sixth inning with bases loaded in Wong? Why yeah, would well, you it was take a lefty, Les lefty. out? You, you, yeah, you removed five that. hits I, okay, and two I, home I, runs. I, I hate oh. that. I hate that nonsense, right? Oh, oh, oh we got to go with the analytics to the lefty left. You know what? 
sometimes you got to just let your guys who can swing the bat play the game. I hate that nonsense. Now, did Burns struggle tonight? Yes, he made some mistakes in the sixth inning. No two ways about it. But they were overcomable in the bottom of the or in, 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 when they had their opportunity in the seventh there, and and it, it all got screwed up. Come on, Council. Two on no. with one out, and he uh, pinch hits. Brasso, oh, well, yeah, loaded. Ba- right. Base bases loaded ultimately because Brasso got hit by the pitch. Yes, but you had two but, on you know, with one out. You remove Rowdy Telez to go righty lefty. Brasso the righty against the left-handed pitcher, and you uh, you remove Rowdy who had doubled and homered in the prior inning. Uh, this wasn't earlier in the game. This was the prior correct. inning. So that loads the bases. And then uh, that that brought up, uh, let's see, McCutcheon. And McCutcheon, shallow fly ball. Okay, well, then Wong's up. He's three for three to that point, including a home run in his prior inning. Now, again, I'm with you, Kenny, on this. That should have played out. I'm going to a bigger point. I'm going to a bigger point. My bigger point is if you, as Stearns, right, and I'm going to give you one more thing here, cannot – uh, it doesn't matter how many bats you bring in. If you mismanage the team, it doesn't matter. And I I look at some of these things and I go, this was an opportunity lost coming out of out of the you know the trade deadline to get your team back up top after losing your guy that everybody's losing their mind over, which I'm not losing my mind over. So Hater, uh, in my opinion, it's always been a one pitch wonder. He always goes at a fastball. When he can't throw that slider and he doesn't throw that changeup, these guys ask here, you want to know why the Yankees, as many uh, teams and all the all the things I was reading and all the blogs, that he was going to go to the Yankees? You want to know why he didn't go to the Yankees? Oh, yeah. Who's that first baseman for the Cubs that went there that absolutely pounded them yeah. all the time? Yeah, Here's the knows? deal. I'm not losing my mind about losing Hater, and nobody else should. Should have gotten he ain't more. The reason. Should, I, I think it's pretty clear you should have gotten could. more. Maybe you could have, Tim. But here's the deal: Don't you think they shopped him around? I don't. I don't think the so. Fact that, nope. I don't I think so. That. I he admitted I that, that he was only answering calls. He wasn't doing the outreach, Kenny. He admitted well, it. This is he, all speculation based upon the fact of. A couple of statements. You and I both know we're smarter than this. You don't think that there were numerous calls made to the Brewers? You're crazy. There were a ton of calls made to the Brewers. My point is he didn't call other teams. And why would he? Knowing one thing, most of those teams and these guys, this GMs, right, all these GMs, they're, they're a brotherhood. Here's the other thing. How much was Antanasio willing to spend so when people start casting yep, yep. all these stones at, at the GM, Antonazio is only going to spend X, right? So with that being said, people, you still have to realize what market we're in. I, I think your chances to win a World says. Series, your chances of winning a World Series went down a little bit. I don't and here's why I say that. And I'm going to turn the table like the blackjack people, right? So I'm going to spin the cards. I don't think they went down at all. In fact, I think they went up. 
<laughs> okay. And, All right, Kenny, I got to move, man. Well, I, I well, well, just hold on. Let me just finish this thought, and then you can move on if you would if you would allow me this. The, the veterans they have in that clubhouse on offense are who they're sticking with. Who they're going to bring in to help that bullpen is why they did what they did, knowing they weren't going to get any more for haters than what I, I, they got. Okay, I think there's wiggle room with that conversation. That's where I'll, I'll sort of start leaning of agreement. Kenny, I got I to gotta scoot. I think there's an argument to be made that the bullpen is better today once Matt Bush gets in here. I do. I, I, I do. I, there's an argument to be made, and I think they might be. They're definitely deeper collectively. I think, I think so. Now, if Devin Williams' demeanor is any indication of what that clubhouse is going through, but this is, that's not a happy camp in there. Greg at 414-677-1250. You're next on the fan. Greg, a whole mess of topics out there. Yeah, Timmy, this is, this is good talk. Um, so I wholly believe Stearns, <clears throat> we not, has he not proven enough to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, we didn't get a top three prospect, but this guy has turned deals, and he has to be perfect with the environment that baseball has. We don't have $250 million like the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Mets. We have 125 at the most, and this guy has to be perfect every year, and this team has been better than we've ever been in the existence for the last five years yep. in the terms of consistency the guy is doing magic out there and uh we don't have the money to compete baseball's broken it's it's not a it's not a difficult thing to figure out it's It's, not a fair game you're right you're right on the money it's i've been saying it for years and people that you know what greg years ago when i started this show in 2006 whenever i brought up the economic structure of the game everyone called me a whiner stop whining about it and then now look at everybody is aware. Everyone is fully aware that this game is unfair when you compare market size to another bigger market size team. It's just as simple as that. It's just not fair. Can it be done? Sure. Can you overcome this stuff? Yeah, once in a while. But on average, no, it's tough to go against a stack team that you can go out and buy players. And part of that is that you don't have to hit on all the players you buy. You can afford to miss on some pretty high-end, you know, if the Brewers signed uh, someone uh, like, a, like a Lorenzo Cain and, and it didn't work out at $20 million a year, okay, $17 million a year, for the Dodgers, Mets, and the teams you mentioned, that, that's not a big deal. That's not, for the Brewers, it would be. No, and for those that say that it's complaining or crying, it's just a fact. That's all it is, and you can yep. take it as it is. But it's just a fact. And, and and then you go and you talk about the team being better off. Listen, we've we've kind of played really well the last two regular seasons, and we've kind of strolled into the playoffs. You got to be hot at the right time. And I think Stearns believes we got guys that can get hot at the right time. And if we get hot at the right time, we're going to be pouring runs into this into this game, and we're gonna we're gonna excel. And I think that's what you got to go off on. You got to be hot at the right time. You got to put your team in a position to be successful for five years, ten years down the line. Devin Williams' comments mean nothing to me. He's a young guy, doesn't understand the game, the economics of the game. Now he probably does better than most, but, you know, that's an emotional sentiment coming from him. That's not a business mindset. So I think we're going to be just fine. I think we got great leaders. 
Council, yeah, he threw a couple bonehead decisions by removing some studs tonight. But, you know, more than not, he, he doesn't do that. He pulls through, and we got a good squad. So I like to think we got a yeah. good chance. All right, Greg, thank, thanks for the call. They, um, this is still the 2022 championship season. This is how they're going to have to win. Pitching. That's just the way it is. That, that bullpen is deeper. Can you meet me there? The bullpen is deeper. Forget about better or worse. Is it deeper? That means you, you are afforded a luxury to go ahead on a short start or a rocky start to go ahead and start going to the pen in the fifth or sixth in a game you really want or need, including a postseason game. I really like the makeup of this bullpen. You know, you're, you're looking at Trevor Gott, Hobie Milner, as, as guys that are flowing down the talent chart here. I don't know. Just It puts in for a good thought. It really does. Um, 414-677-1250, a ton of questions out there that I'm pondering. I'm not saying either way. Am I losing confidence in David Stearns? Is the organization in better shape? Is the team better now? Is the bullpen better now? Should they have gotten more? Did Stearns get, get uh, fleeced on the deal? I'm just throwing them out there. Matt, uh, you're next here on The Fan. Matt, what's on your mind? I thought it was a great deal. I think our bullpen is lights out now with Bush is lights out. Uh, we have uh, Lamont. And uh, um, my concern is, is, is Williams, he's the guy that cost us the last World Series by punching a wall. His well, mental he was state a, he was a part problem. of it, yep. Like, he needs to accept he's the closer now. And, yet, you know, the guys we got from uh, San Diego, they're going to fill in. Our bullpen is stacked. Our pitching is stacked. My concern is the black hole is our center fielder. And I think Ruiz should be brought up right away with his stolen base ability. He can't hurt us more than Taylor, who's batting ninth. He can't hurt us more than Jonathan Davis, who doesn't even play. Exactly, like bring him up right away, or bring up one of the one of the our top six prospects are all outfielders. Bring one of them up. I don't care how young they are. Look at Prince Fielder. That's the black yes. hole of the Brewers. Is our offense? Our pitching is stacked, and it got more stacked by losing Hater. It got better. It got way better. I uh, think you could, we you could make that argument. And, and the one the top save. In the in the major league baseball was was Hater. We just got the second best. We had one less save than him, who's who's on a downslope. That change of scenery might make it better. And and Bush is lights out. And we we picked up some pitcher. We picked up a lot of pitchers that are lights out. That got crazy stuff. We need hitting. Uh, and, and the, the black the, well, hole the, is our outfield. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the hitting the needs Elfie. to get hot at the Ian right Happ time. Would have been and great. Then... Ian Happ would have been great. Burns is thinking we got guys down below that maybe come up, but just bring them up. Quit playing around. Yep. Try okay, Matt. Thank... Taylor. Yep. Please. There's, uh, there's really you're, you're just gonna your offense is what it is. Maybe uh, rumors. Thanks for the call of uh, Odubel Herrera. Maybe. Um, or, or I'm with, I'm with you on you got a number of younger guys. It just 
what what's the difference? Just give him a shot. Give one guy a shot. But, you know, again, we're talking about timing here. The dice roll is timing with the offense. I am still extremely confident in this pitching staff, both the rotation and the bullpen. I am. And I'm not going to buckle from that. But now it's the timing of the offense. Like tonight's game. We're always going to have some issues with with, uh, moves that Craig Council makes, either in the bullpen or in the offensive lineup. But when you have two on and one out, and and your stud first baseman, well, some would debate that, but hey, he's your home run leader, essentially. You're looking for one swing to, to you know get back in it, turn this game around. And because there's a lefty out there, and throughout Telez's career, we've gone over this before, he handles lefties decent. But this, again, my point is it was the seventh inning. It wasn't the ninth. Ninth inning, I get it. Eighth inning, maybe I'll meet you in the middle there too. But the seventh inning? He just homered the last inning. He homered in the sixth. One out later, there's Colton Wong. He's three for three, homered in the last inning. His last at bat in the sixth. This is the seventh. Uh Uh-uh. Pedro Severino had a bat in his hand, and on top of that, went down via the strikeout looking. Yeah, you got to... Yeah, that that backfired. The, the, the whole, we're playing it on a computer screen. Analytics, we're playing this game with a computer. That's what we did in the seventh inning. That's what Craig Council did in the seventh inning tonight. That's part of the post game. <laughs> That's part, part of the game. Richard, uh, you're on the fan, 414-677-1250. Hi, Tim. Uh, rhetorical question. Would a manager pinch hit for Goldschmidt, Freeman, Alonzo, Bell, Olsen, or Hoskins? No chance. And all those guys that I mentioned are on teams that are contending for the playoff positions. Our, maybe our better one of our better hitters on our team, he pinch hits for. I'm annoyed with Council, but I'm overall, I think he's a great manager. Tonight, I was bothered by it. In terms of the hater deal, I didn't like him going to the pod race because they're our main competitor. I mean, we might be facing them in, in the playoffs. I wish they, they sent him to the American League. That I, If he didn't make any outreach to Houston, to Cleveland, yep. to the yep. White Sox, to Seattle, I, I, I'm amazed that he didn't. Now, what they got it's back. It's stunning to me, Richard. It's stunning that a guy what? in his position admits that he didn't call other teams and eyeball what? other prospects that he wanted. I hope Kenny is right, or one of the other callers saying that, you know, he was just speaking off the cuff and he actually was doing it. He didn't want to embarrass the other players. I hope that wasn't the case. But what they got back for him, they got the 25th round and the 14th player. Uh, uh, round from the uh, rank, 25th and 14th ranking from the rookies that they got from from San Diego. That was bothersome. Now, Reeves could be a Carlos Gomez type, but he also could be Keon Broxton. The uh, scouting report from him, he's got tremendous speed, a weak arm, 
and uh, it's really bothersome. Problems with the high fastball. That's another player that has problems with the high fastball in the Brewers organization. Hmm. Anyone want to guess? Can hit the high fastball. Tim, you yeah. want to make a guess? Yeah, your leadoff hitter. No, your uh, Hira, who's uh, uh, a Hall of Fame hitter in Triple A, but he can't come up in the major leagues and hit because yeah. of, okay, all right, uh, uh, because major league pitchers have command and they can get the high fastball over. Now, if the uh, major leagues lower the the upper part of the strike zone, which there's some rumors that they might, that might be an aid. But I, I just didn't like what they got back. I uh, Lebanon should have gotten back great. more. It's pretty simple. I, I mean, Lebanon I, I, got great stuff. Uh, well, Rogers could come back. I mean, McGee's looks okay. I think Bush has got fantastic stuff. But the problem with Lament and Bush, they have a long history of arm problems. They remind me of Cousins and Topa. Great stuff, but they're always on the IL. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this might be a, quite a, a coup for the Milwaukee Medical Complex because I, uh, Rogers is done at the end of the season. He's, yes. he's, he's a free agent. Lebanon has a history of arm problems, and so doesn't Bush. And then they traded what really bothered me. Gosser, I think, is going to be a nice pitcher. But they also traded away Antone Kelly, which made no sense to me. Uh, if you're going to build for the future, as he was saying the other day, we want to do both. Build for the future. And I think throw, Gasser is maybe uh, Kelly had a little bit more potential than Gasser. But I, I just I just didn't like that. And <laughs> I just think that they, they could have picked up Bush or Robertson or and, and it doesn't get any help on the offense. They, San Diego not only got uh, Soto and Josh Bell, but they got Drury from Cincinnati, and they they tacked on Drury. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's I mean, going that's for it. it. There's your definition of going for it. Absolutely, and and that you couldn't get another bat. I mean, they got a lot of nice complimentary hitters, but they don't have a star. Yellick was supposed to be the star. Yeah, and yep, yep. and he just whatever happened to him. He's he's decent, great base runner. He's getting on base, but he's not being really uh, driving in runs or hitting home runs. He's not really that threat. That he's not a Machado. He's not a Soto. He's not uh, a Goldsmith. He's just another decent Richard, player. I like the way you started out the call, and that is um, your your three hitter. There aren't many high high end teams, elite teams that are going to pinch hit their three-hitter with two on and one out in the seventh inning, down two. I'm just saying. That, All right, no th- sense, that made no sense to me tonight. Just yeah. that was bothersome. And that's the that situation they're in. Yep, thank, thanks, Richard. Steve, you're next at 414-677-1250. Well, I wish I had about a half hour here, but I'll make it quick. A couple weeks ago I called in and said they need to blow it up. People made fun of it, said worst call ever. Stearns must have been listening, cause, but he took it literally. The team is blowing up now. You watch their interviews, or you hear the interviews, but you watch their body language. This is messed up. They got a bag of baseballs for Hader, the best reliever in baseball. Obviously, you're not going to get a Josh Bell or a Soto because Nationals aren't looking for a high-priced 
closer. But wow, I'm just bewildered. I mean, Stearns and Antanasio showed their cards. They're playing Brewer fans as sheeple. They think they're just going to keep coming back, coming back. I mean, the, the, this is just bewildering when I said blow it up. I mean, like, get something for these players. They got nothing, really. I mean, the future is now. You look at teams that are going for it now. Brewers have never done that lately. And, I mean, I live right next to the stadium. I don't even want to go to the games. I don't want to watch the games. And that's pathetic on my part. But the Brewers have done this to me. It's just like I've, I've got no future in rooting for them well we should we should be a little more selfish on the impact that the team has for us and and offers us we can go to the games we all want to win but there's only one winner and we want to be that winner for sure but along the way man i still think i look at it as selfish i want to go have a beer a brat and go to a ball game but at the end of the day going for it is on the menu Going for it should be at the concession stand. Once in a while. You can't do it every year. I understand that. Right, and when Stern right. said they, they will uh, not ever do a total rebuild, I th- and when he said it with conviction, it was like, whoa, dude, I think you're, you're underrating your fan base. We're forgiving. We are very forgiving if we know that the full effort to go for it is there. If they went for it and got to a World Series, didn't even win it. But if David Stearns blew this thing up and went for it, mortgaged the next three years, I think we'd be forgiving and still love the team. I'd be there. I'd be there. I don't want a participation trophy anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you get beat, you get beat. But you did everything you could. Steve, good stuff. Man, we'll see you at the ballpark. 414-677-1250. What did the Chicago, speaking of which, uh, they're, they're laboring since their World Series. What do you think Cub fans can always, they've, they've got it in their back pocket. This generation of Cub fans, what do they have? They got that ring in their back pocket. Wasn't all that long ago in the big picture, grand scheme, macro level. It's only seven years ago, six years ago. That was it. They're going through some tough times, aren't they? But they still got that World Series. What did they give up for Chapman? Evan, do you remember? Well, so I I looked recently because I also was curious. There were a couple of prospects that really haven't turned out for them, or maybe not yet. But the main focal point of that was Glaber Torres, who was... Uh I believe a top five or ten prospect in all of baseball. In all of baseball. Was a, an all-star MVP candidate at 22 years old. Uh, yeah, just that little guy. Yeah, just that one name, Glaber Torres. I mean, that that to me is, is what I'm talking about here. We're, 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 and, and again, I think there's strength in numbers in the farm system right now. There are a number of players that got a good crack to, to hit. I don't mean hit the baseball, just hit as a prospect and hit as a star player in the big leagues, if not superstar. There's, there's quite the handful down there, and it could happen. However, you, you want to continue that run, that cycle of, 
Well, there's a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance. Can you point to any, maybe beyond one or two, that's a a can't-miss major leaguer in the Brewers' farm system? When you compare it to an Eloy Jimenez or a Glaber Torres, that's the guy they should have gotten back. One of those where across the board, everybody believed that this is a can't-miss major leaguer. Now, again, I'm not saying the Brewers don't have that, but I think there's debate that across the nation, you can't point at one guy. Maybe it's Jackson Chario now. Maybe it's uh, Hedbert Perez next year. Maybe it's Sal Freelich uh, this year. Maybe it's these guys. And so it wobbles. These guys might say, yeah, the Brewers are in good shape. But what I'm saying is at that time when Chapman was acquired, Glaber Torres across the board, everyone knew he was an upper elite echelon sort of prospect. And that's what I believe the Brewers should have gotten in return for Josh Hader's services. For me, look no further than the trade that brought Josh Hader to Milwaukee. That was for uh, Carlos Gomez, who at the time was a first-time All-Star, probably in the prime of his career on the way down, but still a very valuable piece. And Mike Fires, who is a fourth, fifth starter for ERA. And they got Josh Hader, who was one of the best pitching prospects in baseball, They got Domingo Santana, who had shown a lot of promise in their farm system and at uh, the major leagues that year, Adrian Hauser, and you got, I believe it was Brett Phillips, Phillips, wasn't it? Yeah. He was a top 20, 30 prospect in baseball. He was kind of the main guy in the deal. Everyone thought Brett Phillips was going to be the guy. And that was for a year or less than a year of uh, Carlos Gomez and Mike Fires. How is it possible that you don't come anywhere near the amount that you got back for trading Josh Hader, who may be the most dominant reliever the game of baseball has ever seen. In in, in a five-year window, right, right. In, in any five-year window, just two roles, the middle guy, the multi-inning guy, and as a closer, he filled two roles in the last five years. You had some audio you wanted to play? Yeah, so uh, I will, won't tell you what it says until it plays, but this is uh, just a little snippet of Josh Hader from his introductory press conference with the Padres. The atmosphere here is they want to win and, and you know not just go to the playoffs but win a World Series. And, and like I said, that's a, a contagious atmosphere to be a part of. And, um, you know, obviously the moves that AJ and, and the front office has put together, it's, uh, it's exciting and, you know, that's the – that's the mentality that that they're perceiving out here, and as players, that's that's what you want. So, um, you know, to be a part of that group and to be a part of a, a trade to come here, it's uh, it's it's special. <laughs> Do you want me to play that first two seconds I, again? I'm going yeah, to. Yeah, I don't care yeah, what you well, say. I, I mean, yes, yeah. The atmosphere here is they want to win, and, and you know, not just go to the playoffs, but win a World Series. And that's it. Yeah, that's the yeah. quote right there. That is the entire last two days. <laughs> summed up right there from the man, man oh himself man. oh man man oh man oh man now it's it maybe it's just one-sided he's he's, he's doing pro padre because he's there but i mean he's not saying where i came from that wasn't the case i kind of feels like it's a dig at milwaukee though because he didn't have to say not just go to the playoffs but win a world series he didn't have to include that part. He could have just said they the, want to win. Uh, 
I've been reading the quote lately from Oliver uh, Marmel, uh, St. Louis Cardinals manager. Getting to the playoffs is just not good enough. I just, by, by clear definition, going for it in baseball, a lot of people can justify that. And it'll have different, different meanings for different people. But when it happens, you know it. Everybody knows it. San Diego did that. Do you ever foresee this organization doing something like that? Uh, when I play with them in MLB The Show or like when I'm dreaming at night trying to fall asleep thinking about a World Series, yeah, sometimes. But even then, sometimes we kind of fall short. I mean, part of it is, okay, if you look at this, what San Diego moved to get Soto and Bell, just, just look at that. And again, this was, this was after the hater deal. So if, if I mean if you if you hang on to Hater and then you go straight to, to, to the Nationals and you offered up what San Diego did to get Soto and Bell, do you do you think Stearns and this organization could have gotten Soto and Bell? No. I with think, the prospect capital that they have. I think that there was always going to be a team that could beat them, no matter how many of these AAA guys that they send. I think the the Padres or the Yankees, Dodgers, one of those teams is always going to have more. More what? I would say probably, like you said, sure things. The sure thing prospect type that, list. I, I think that's what it is. Yep. And and you go to the, the the top 100 list. And the highest, I think, is Chario at 30. I think he's worked his way up into the 36 range, 39 range. And then the rest of them are just flowing down there, 70s, 80s, 90s. But coming and making some strides, that's for sure. Wow. Just a lot of questions. That's what we have. 414-677-1250. Nate, you're next here on The Fan. What's, what are your thoughts, Nate? They, well, they did what you and I thought they'd do. They, they, they not only got one reliever, but they got uh, two or three. Uh, Brewer fans drive me crazy. I'm, I'm just going to say it right here, right now. Brewer fans drive me crazy. They're trying to rationalize something. They shouldn't, they, they shouldn't be trying to rationalize your GM, your GM, got in, uh, got on a press conference and said in front of your face, he doesn't care about winning the World Series. He, the owner doesn't care about winning the World Series. They just want cracks at. They just want, they just want to, they just want us, to, they just want to make the playoffs so that you you come in, you buy the seven dollar, uh, eleven dollar beers, you buy the seven dollar brats, you buy the ten dollar burgers. They just want to have a team that makes the playoff every year. And the and what you the message that David Stern sent to the players because if you want it's not a, it was a, it's not only Devin Williams I, I don't know who the guy that said well Devin Williams needs to have an attitude check well it's not only Devin Williams you watch all of them interviews watch every single one Christian Yelich uh, face and demeanor was terrible 
like he didn't want to be there. Brandon Woodruff's face and uh, didn't he and his uh, reaction didn't want to be well, there. Hold on a second here, Nate. I'll keep I'll keep you on. We we got all the time in the world. Hold on, uh, uh, Evan. If I could have you number one, grab the uh, Stearns audio that that talks about. Not ever wanting to to do a total rebuild and all that, so grab grab that one, and then I th- I think Sam had a, a montage of what uh, Nate was just referring to with some of the other players speaking. So gr- grab those two things, and then uh, then we'll play them along our conversations here. Go ahead, Nate. Yeah, Boxberger. His, his if you watch the video, his reaction is just like, "What's going on?" You have players in there who. Don't even like they they can't even fathom that you just traded a, a a major part to winning a World Series. They can't even fathom that, and it showed tonight in the game. The players came out flat. Craig Council didn't know what to do tonight. This all it's 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 all you 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 mess up team chemistry when you do that. You must. They messed up team chemistry big time tonight, um, today this week. And guess what? The crazy part is, you you do all these trades and you didn't even address the one, the the probably the one one uh, uh, team aspect that you need to. You didn't even get a bat. Yeah, and you never you did end up with the with a bat, right? Which there's a glaring weakness in center field. Sorry, Tyrone Taylor, you're a good dude, and you too, JD, but. There's a weakness in center field. There is. It's, it's, it's just, it's just, it baffles me how we we want to – Brewers – okay, we're in a small market. Okay, right. But it was, a, it was a clip before the season started that David Stern said this was his deepest team that he's – that he has had – that he has – either him or Mark Antonacio said it. One of them says this is the deepest team that David Stearns has uh, has constructed. And then when it comes down when it comes down to putting putting your chips on the table, you you take your ball and you want to run with it because you don't want to you don't want to pay him next year. Well then okay you don't want to pay him next year, but we still have a whole another season, a whole off season that you can you can trade him mm-hmm. and, and, and get something for him. Off season, right. off season, may, more teams would have been involved. Nate, I got, I got to move on. You, you, no, you, you listen. I played both of the audio from Devin Williams and Josh Hader. Just clearly listen to the demeanor of those two guys. Sort of sad. It really is kind of sad, guys. It, it is, but it's the the weight. Now, now again, you have to understand it's a business also, and we have to point that out. I personally have to point that out just so we have all the information in front of us. It is a business. And when you run your business, you're not running it to lose money. If they firmly believe that only playoffs is good enough to ensure a profitability, then they, that they're going to do what they do. See, I think sometimes we want to win more so than the business warrants it. But on the other hand, you get into this business to win a World Series, don't you? I mean, yeah, you do. I, yeah. I mean, the whole business part of it, it gets in the way. It just gets in the way. That's why it should be. 
It should be everyone has the same amount of money to work with. Everyone has the same amount of money to work with. Then it's up to your expertise of scouting, your expertise of training, your expertise of coaching, your expertise of managing, your expertise of dumping players, adding players, making trades, all fit within the confines and restrictions of the same rules that apply in L.A., New York, and Milwaukee and Pittsburgh. Uh, do you have some of the player reaction, Evan? Yeah, I'm still looking for the specific um, Stearns cut, but I do have kind of, it looks like it's Yelich, Williams, and Boxberger on the trade from Bally's that's earlier it. today. Yeah, that's it. Let's, 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 let's hear it. Just sit back and, and, and hear if uh, you guys hear a little bit of a demeanor change uh, today when you hear from some of the players. He's been a huge part of what we've done here the last um, five years. He's a big part of the, the success that we've had. And um, we're going to miss him. Obviously, wish him, wish him the best of luck. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a big part of this clubhouse. Um, but at the same time, we got some, some great pieces back. Um, that should help us out a lot. I think, uh, you know, David, Matt, Mark, they've done, they've done really well over the last five years. And I think they've earned... Um, the trust in everybody in this room that they have the best, best interest of this team in mind. He was a huge, huge part of our success, you know. Um, having him in the ninth inning, just getting the ball to him, um, it's pretty much a sure thing most of the time. Um, you know, but it was good to, you know, like learn from him and have him to kind of feed off of um you know i picked up a lot of things from him over the past couple years so you know having that guy there was really big for me they're both quality arms um definitely some proven big league arms there so um got some backhand experience there which will help us out and um they'll just fit in wherever we need to and we'll all move wherever we need to to win some games all right there you go there's some player reaction all right i've got to break here if you've you're on hold. We will get to you because uh, this is pretty on the uh, shocking side for me, too. I'm, I'm with you there. I didn't think that there was a chance to move Josh Hader unless it was an absolute. I'll listen to you. Everyone has their price. But I can pretty much assure you that unless you blow me away with this offer, I'm not moving Josh Hader. I can get... 15 more teams involved in a trade conversation in the offseason or at the winter meetings. That's where I can get more teams involved and have more options, plus I can get a game plan. My scouting uh, director and my scouting department can get at your guys in the minor leagues and get a better look at them down the stretch here and see who I want to go after myself. That's just my philosophy. You had another year to do this? Some say it's a panic move by Stearns. You just jump the gun a little bit. I think some of the players think so, too. But they understand the business. At the end of the day, you got to go out and play baseball. The Brewers did that tonight, uh, and they lost 5-3. You didn't realize they've lost three of the last five to the Pittsburgh Pirates? They've lost three of the last five head-to-head -head against the Pirates. Ouch. Burns not on his game. We get three solo home runs. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show, as always. Talking trade, the trade deadline is done, and we're getting your reaction right here at 12.50 a.m. The Fan.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast it's the gene wagner plumbing baseball postgame show what play got you the most excited from today's game did it get you up off the couch it's time for the call of the game presented by the five o'clock steakhouse five o'clock steakhouse Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Well, at least we do have a number one in uh, the state of Wisconsin here in Milwaukee, 5 o'clock Steakhouse with our call of the game. And, and this is, uh, it's, it's interesting how differing philosophies have just sprouted up all over Brewerland. And we welcome you back in Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show. We'll get to your reaction on the trade. If you want to mention something about the game as well, it is a post game show. Five three Brewers fall game one of a three game set in Pittsburgh. Call the game and and again, if you're on hold, sit. Um, we wanted to play this here from uh, David Stearns, president of Baseball Ops, and this this is going to add to. Um, really the, the, the entire scope and framework of our conversations tonight. But, but check this out. I want to get your reaction on this as well. These are difficult decisions. Um, and as, as we've done our best to determine how we can extend our window of competitiveness for as long as possible, 
uh, how we can avoid some of the deep down cycles that certain organizations have experienced. We believe that making decisions like this, regardless of how difficult they may be at that point in time, is really essential. Um, you know, Mark, his family, our ownership group, um, they, they are not interested in a prolonged rebuild ever. Um, our fan base is not interested in a prolonged rebuild ever. Um, in order to avoid those prolonged down cycles, uh, we believe occasionally making a very difficult decision like this um, is needed. And, and that's why we made the move today. I think I would have to have the definition of prolonged down cycle. I mean, you can't get any more prolonged and down cycle than 26 years without going to the playoffs. You can't tell me that going all in on a given year, whether it's this year or last year or next year or the following, was going to uh, permit you to go 26 years without making the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, we've been through that. Not ever going through a prolonged cycle down cycle. I would have to know what that is. Is that two years? Is that six years? Is that eight years? Is that three years? To be fair, we'd have to construct the framework of this with those definitions. All right, 414-677-1250 is the uh, phone number here. Uh, it's the uh, call of the game. David Stern's right there. And and just the demeanor in which oh, I'm... Tim, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we have some not very good breaking news from Robert Murray on Twitter. On Burns. No. Um, okay, it's good. not related to the Brewers, but it is related to baseball. Uh, breaking news on the fan brought to you by the Beat the Streak podcast. Get an inside edge on how to win the $5.6 million prize every day on this baseball season. Listen on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcasts. Feels weird doing an ad before going into this, but the legendary Vince Scully has passed away. Oh, man. Sorry to hear that. An Rest absolute legend. Soul. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, you talk about one of the best in the business. That's that's Vin Scully. That's that's too bad. Thoughts uh, it, all of baseball taking a hit today with that one for sure. All right, where do we go from here, Mister Evan Heffelfinger? Let's go with Brett and Tosa. Brett, you're always a positive guy. Let's uh, let's hear what you have to say today. <laughs> hey Tim, uh, I could go many ways with this tonight, but I I have to pick and choose. Um, that that clip that you just played of Josh Hader, this is the one I called in for, but I'm going to have to go here. It's got me boiling inside, Tim. Who who was on the mound in 2019 when we lost? That was Josh Hader. Who was on the mound in 2021 when Freeman hit the homer? Yeah, uh, Freddie Freeman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who Who's the guy that refused to take the ball for four outs? You know, listen, I, Josh Hader is – one of the best relievers in MLB history. He's one of the best brewers to ever pitch. But you want to know what? He has just as big of a uh, he's just as big of a culprit of why we haven't won a World Series. So you want to go to San Diego and you want to say that crap? No. How many times have the Padres made the playoffs in the last four years besides the COVID season? Last let's put years, let's let's put this into perspective, Evan. Why don't you grab that audio? Just if you're just tuning in, this is what Brett is. Brett, I'll let you let you finish up here. But this is what uh, 
Brett is referring to, uh, Josh Hader had some comments when he got to San Diego. Uh, and just play the front end of what, what Brett was referring to. Sorry, give me just a second here. i got to find it. Okay. Yeah, because this this probably is rubbing a lot of Brewer fans the wrong way here. He doesn't necessarily say that it wasn't like that in Milwaukee. But, again, I I don't know if you can extrapolate anything more than maybe that. I don't know. It's, it's kind of centered on San Diego, but check it out. Here it is atmosphere here is they want to win and, and you know not just go to the playoffs but win a world series and and like i said that's a, a contagious atmosphere to be a part of and um you know obviously the moves that aj and and the front office has put together it's uh it's exciting and you know that's the that's the mentality that that they're perceiving out here and as players that's that's what you want so um you know to be a part of that group and to be a part of a, a trade to come here it's uh it's it's special yeah it's special and it's what they have out here. Brett, now you can continue. You know, I it's just listen, I I want I've wanted to trade Josh Hader. I didn't want it to be in the middle of the season because I was worried we were gonna feel like this. Um I, I agree with you, Tim. I heard you on I heard you on the big show today and you were a little more positive than I was. It felt like you were leaning, you wanted to say the Brewers were a better team. I think they're a deeper they're a deeper bullpen. I don't their seventh through ninth innings not better. I don't think you can say that. I, I disagree. But they're a deeper bullpen. And Brad Boxberger came in in the sixth inning tonight. When's the last time that happened? Mm-hmm. I, I think that is a huge listen. And je- legends of a game, they can pick and choose and they can say what they want to do. And I think that's what Josh Hader's done the last couple of years. He's told the Brewers, you want to know what? I'm the best and I'm going to pitch one inning. I'm going to pitch the ninth inning. And you want to know what? That's his right. But the reason we were so good in 2018 was because Craig Council could work his magic and he could pitch it, pick his matchups and he could bring Josh Hader in at any time. And I, when, when Brad Boxberg came in the sixth, I was feeling great. It didn't work out tonight, but I agree with you. I think that having more options in the bullpen is going to be a great thing. Losing Hader sucks. I'm really disappointed today because I really thought we were going to add a bat and I – I can't watch Tyrone Taylor play in center field anymore. I can't do it. Um, I'm frustrated. It, it sucks. I, but I'll end it with this, Tim. I, my wife and I were talking, and I, I was trying to wonder when was the last time I felt like this as a Bruce fan. And for me, I think it was 2019 when Christian Yelich fractured his kneecap. Because, you know, we were a year away from the NLCS, and we all thought we had a chance, right? And then Yelich went down. And what happened in those last three weeks? Ryan Braun took over. You know, he Ryan Braun wasn't his usual himself, but he was still the face of the franchise, and he took over. And I, listen, I know Yelly's been better. He's 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 done a productive player again, but I'm done making excuses for him. This is his time. That he's the face. His interview today was awesome. I give him credit. He was relaxed. He was all right. We got to go win games, but. It's time for Christian Yelich to put this franchise on his back when they need him because the fan base is kind of fractured right now. There's a lot of people doubting the Brewers. Uh, I'm a huge Mark Adonacio fan. I'm a huge, I will always support the Brewers. But it's time for Christian Yelich to do what Ryan Braun did for all those years. So yeah. I'll hang Start hitting the ball in the air out of the ballpark. Uh, all right, thanks Thanks for the call. I think Ryan Braun should have been a Brewer in a Brewers uniform last year. I wonder sometimes if fans think that there isn't enough assertiveness 
well, in that front office or with the ownership group. Guess what, Tim? Uh, the Brewers currently traded a top 20 prospect today for a player who hasn't played since 2020. You know who else hasn't played since 2020? Yeah, Ron. Yeah, I'm just saying, do you think he's, he has been training and can play a little bit of center field, or is it <laughs> yeah. worth it? I, I mean, last year I was all over it. He should have been in a Brewers uniform. He should have been. But but that's why peop, fans wonder if, number one, there, that this organization will ever, ever be defined as going for it. You, but that's a, that's a rough definition. But when you see going for it, we all know it. So there's no debate on it. You can always say that, hey, even a minor move is going for it. But we all know what we're saying. When you say go, when you see going for it, we all know. Um, and then you wonder if, so that's one. And, and number two, maybe more importantly, is if the business cycle is almost or maybe more important. And I'm just throwing this out there that some Brewer fans are questioning this. That just simply a competitive spirit of being not the worst team in baseball, not being in the lower third of baseball, always having this competitive nature of a, of a playoff team, or at least at the worst on the fringe, and there's always relevant baseball in September. If that's as important of winning a World Series, some fans wonder that. That they look at the business as just as important. I don't know. As a fan, we just want to win a World Series. That's all. Just want to win a World Series. Whatever that takes. This competitive cycle, sustained success. Well, tell me what success is then. What's your definition of success? More bites of the apple? John and Glendale at 414 1250 my friend John, Realty Executives. If you're looking for a place, that's the guy to call. We do have John or no? John, you there? Oh, I think we missed him. Uh, let's move on then, I guess. Okay. Let's go to uh, Noah in New Berlin. What do you say, Noah? Hey, Timmy, how are you? Uh, more important how you are. I'm okay. Hey, you brought up that Pirates record, but I don't know if you know this, but the Brewers actually have a losing record against the Cubs this year, so I had to start they off do. with that. Yeah, six and seven. Six and, seven. Yep. and then, so I, you brought up a good point. When you saw that trade today for Josh Bell and Juan Soto, didn't that kind of make you feel like, I wish the Brewers would have got into that? You know, Soto would have been on the Brewers for about two and a half years. And you know who else has been two and a half years? That's Burns and that's Woodruff. If you told me that we go all in, all in for the next two and a half years and we would suck for the next four or five years, I would take that any day. If you looked at, if, if I do believe, now Evan doesn't, I believe they would have enough to get that Soto and Bell deal done. You would have to, you would have to deplete some of your upper end of your, your farm system for sure. But yeah, think, think about that. Bell, Bell would be the final year, right? He's only, he's only a rental. Yeah, he's a rental. Yeah. So Bell would be the final year. So you only got him for this year. McCutcheon would be gone this year. But Soto... This is in your offense next year. Yelich, Renfro, Soto, um, Adamas. Renfro is a free agent as well, sorry. I, I think Renfro has one more year. Tim? Renfro has one year next year. I'm pretty sure. Almost positive. So 
that that offense clearly would would go in line with the Woody and Burns thing. And then you're you're talking would would that now be a definition of going for it for at least the next year and a half window? I would say yes. Clearly, I would say yes. So just saying, I, th- I think you might have something there, Noah. But again, I, I don't know if this team's philosophy from the business side of things allows them to do things like that. Because at some point, you trade away four or five prospects of you know your top-tier prospects, going to come back to haunt you. Most times it does. Uh, 414-677-1250. Uh, we're going to hear from Craig Council coming up. I'm sure he's going to be more focused in on the game itself. Uh, let's go to uh, Steve. Steve, you're next here on The Fan. Hello, Steve. Hello. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Hi. I've listened to a lot of a lot of things over the last day or two trying to clear my head, but I just can't. I like how the Rays, Rays have done it. I mean, they uh, load up, try and go for it a little bit. All their prospects come up, and then they kind of go for it. And then, obviously, when they can't afford them, they trade them out. They trade them all away and start over. The Royals did it. They won their championship. I just think we have a lot of people in Wisconsin that are okay with just making the playoffs. Their team is having a, you know, winning during the playoffs, first round exit. But, hey, we enjoyed watching them that year. It was a great year. Every year, Brewers, Packers, I got made fun of a lot uh, during the Packer years with Ted Thompson. And I'd say, why Why do we still have this guy in charge? Four years, last four years, we didn't go after anyone, any free agents. And people are just happy with a snake in the playoffs. Right now, I just have to say that Brewers fans better buckle up because – we have um, another year, maybe with Burns, some of our big free agents, and I could see them if we don't contend next year. I think they could be gone next year mm-hmm. with two years left before we get rid of them. So I just I think more fans are willing to go all in or at least do something, and then, you know, if they can't do it, trade them away, start over. Who wants to be mediocre? Let's, we're going to suck. Let's suck and get some of the best prospects we can. You know, back in the day, we got Braun, Fielder, Weeks, all because we sucked. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I'm tired of Wisconsin sports. I mean, if we're going to be middle of the road, you know, we're going to get prospects that are middle of the road. I mean, I, I don't know. It just—it seems like a lot of it's going that way right now. Like, we have to see what the Dodgers and now the Mets spending money. I mean, I like Don Tenacio, but if he isn't willing to pony up some money. Uh, get, get some more investors in there. Like, I mean, Cohen, you, you can't all have a Cohen, I believe. And the Mets, you know, putting 200 some million dollars into a payroll, but, I mean, we just have to save foot for in the middle of the road. I don't, I don't know. Just Yeah, no, I, 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 you're not alone, Steve. You're not alone with that philosophy. Thank, thanks for the call. If you think about, Again, this is just, I don't know, pipe dream or whatever. Timing is everything. If you were to, if you were to make that, that deal, that, that Soto deal, somehow acquired him, just saying, just, just hypothetical. 
next year would be the pinnacle of an opportunity. You'd be playing like seriously up with the big dogs, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I think every you, fan would appreciate it. It's like what you, I, I told my dad last night when we were talking about the hater deal. Do you think that Royals fans are mad that they're rebuilding right now after winning the 2016 championship? Right, no. Right. Like right now, if it, now that Giannis won a championship for Milwaukee, if he were to leave and go somewhere else, yeah, it would suck, but... I would understand. You still have that. He brought the championship. He yep. did what he said yep. he was going to do. So if the Bucks were, you know, 15 and 57, whatever, a horrible record this year, I feel like I would still be okay because we just won a championship. Going all out and making trades like the Bucks, they traded every single one of their first picks until like my grandkids are born to get Drew Holiday and PJ Tucker. And it worked. And the Brewers, they haven't, they just haven't done that. And we haven't no. seen any inclination that they want to do that since the trades for Christian Yelich and signing of uh, uh, Lorenzo Kane. But even then, that was coming off of a payroll that was like $77 million. So they kind of had to add money no matter what. So it just, it just, I don't like the way that this is heading at all. If, if you, just in that one window, that select 2023 championship season window, had you acquired Soto, and again, I'm not, I'm not going to predict what's going to happen after that or whatever, but Yelich, Adamas, Telez, Soto, Renfro, Omar, I think, has a year of, of team control left, the you know, arbitration guy. Burns, Woody, Lauer, Ashby, Peralta. Williams, F- Freddie Peralta, Hobie Milner, De- Matt Bush, well, <laughs> Devin, Devin Williams. Uh, anyone I'm missing here, Wong would be out. Uh, so they there would, is a, you know. I think it's a team option for next year for Wong Th- for a relatively true. nice price. But do you want to bring him back when Bryce Terang could be your starting second baseman? Would that be World Series capable? Oh, and by the way, Josh Hader, if you didn't do that deal. Yes, I, I think that would be a front runner. That would be playing with the big boys? Easily. On paper, if not on the field, for sure. Yeah, see, and that to me, I'm not saying to do that, and you certainly cannot do that all the time in this, and I hate saying this, but in the business world, being in Milwaukee, you just can't do that too many times. But you can at least once. Have you have you thought of that one time? This playoff thing is fun. It's cool. But I think it's it's a great thing to be bored with the playoffs. It kind of is. Isn't well, yeah, it? Yeah, there's there's a lot of people saying now, you know, we're spoiled. And I, I get that at 25 years old, I'm spoiled because I've seen what, six playoff appearances, five? And most people before I was born had seen two. They were in the 80s, and there was no hope. So I get that I should be savoring all of these playoff appearances as a small market team, but at the same time, don't you want something more? Don't Mm -hmm. you want to be the champion? It's awesome to get to the playoffs, but you want to get to the promised land. 
Do you want to be the Herb Cole Bucks where you finish 41 and 41? You trade for a middling player and overpay everybody to come to Milwaukee for your Might average get you team. to the seven seed. Yeah, where you're not quite bad enough to be in the lottery and get the good players, but you're not quite good enough to be an actual contender in the playoffs. Is that fun, being in that kind of purgatory? I feel like I would rather go through the doldrums of the early 2000 Brewers if it means that we get a championship. Yeah, and I, I don't think you're you're alone with that. I, I really don't. 414-677-1250. You want to get uh, another call or two in here before the break? Yeah, let's go to Mario in Big Bend. What do you say, Mario? You you are next on the fan. Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? Well, more important how you are, Mario. How are things? <laughs> oh, in, well. Uh, well, they're, they're beautiful out there. in Big Bend. They, they always yeah. are. I love it out here. But um, the thing about it is I'm on exactly the same page with you guys. See, when you really look at what the Brewers should have did, they should have did exactly what the Padres did. Um, they should have got Juan Soto. They should have got Josh Bell. They should have got uh, Drury from Cincinnati. And the reason is, is because you don't have to pay Soto right now. See, the Brewers are a small market team. Antonacio doesn't want to pay. By the way, he's the eighth richest owner in baseball, so he could pay. Um, and again, I'm with you guys. Yeah, you can't pay every year. But right now you have like a two-year window with those three great pitchers, Hayter in, in the back with Williams and the other guys, you would have brought in Juan Soto, Drury, Bell. You would have a team that could compete for a World Series this year, next year, and then maybe the year after, depending on what would happen. But then you could trade Soto. You could trade some of those other guys. Then you could trade Hayter. You could trade Burns and bring back all the prospects you wanted if you won the World Series or didn't. This team is thinking one thing. They are thinking, uh, you know, we, we just got to be good enough so the fans keep coming. But they don't look at the big picture. If you brought in Soto, you know how many jerseys you would sell with him on it? You know how, med- how much more excitement there would be here in the city? I mean, listen, Mark Antanasio, if he isn't going to pull the old uh, Marlins thing once in a while, to totally go for it, we're never going to win a World Series here. You're going to waste these three pitchers. Our lineup is not close to being good enough to win a World Series. And you could have had a guy that you didn't have to pay that is one of the best players in baseball for the next two and a half years. Uh, and this is this is all precipitated by moving Josh Hader, with, which I am pretty convinced that uh, he could have and should have received more, whether it was this year or in the offseason. He just should have. I mean, yeah. he's well, here's he's the, one of the top it, dogs in baseball, and this is what you, you got. What, I mean, Tim? no knock on no knock on on Gasser or Ruiz or or even uh, Lamette. Well, but I mean, come hater. on, this guy's an all star. This guy's one of the best in the game. And here's the other thing: if you were going to actually trade Hater, then you had to at least get back like Cronenworth. You you had to get a a, a good player. In his to give you a shot this that, year. Yes. I would have settled for a Jerickson Profar. Right. To still give you a <laughs> shot. You brought guys in that ain't going to do nothing for you. Rodgers is average. <clears throat> he, he, he's not he, he, he's not hater. Hater had like a one ERA all season until he had a few bad games 
because he had a baby and he was probably tired and he was a little tired out. He, you know, he had some issues, family things going on. That takes a toll on a player. Not to mention he was involved in trade talks, which really doesn't happen or uh, doesn't help when it's getting near the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. So I think all those things hurt him there a little bit for the last three weeks or so. But the bottom line is Rodgers is, you know, he, he's average. He, he's not that great. Uh, Lamette, he's got arm problems. He, he's been horrible. I watched him pitch a couple times. He's no good. You know, Gasser, maybe in a couple years, yeah, he'll be okay. But but then Burns and those guys won't be around here probably anymore anyway. And so, Ruiz, they, Ruiz, they got about five of those guys in their farm system yeah, and already. Ruiz is, and, and Ruiz is hero. He's a clone of hero. He's a he's a great triple A ball player. Put him up in the big leagues. He can't hit. I mean, <laughs> that that's what he is. He's he's Keston Hero Part Two. I hate to say it because I wish the guy, you know, would be something. Maybe maybe a change of scenery will help him. I don't know. But the bottom line is the Brewers should have went for it. Oh, and that one caller before who said, well, you know, Hater was part of the problem because he only wants to pitch three innings. Well, you can blame Antonazio for that because he won't pay the guy. And Hader has to go to arbitration each year. And what does arbitration look at? Saves. That's how he's going to get paid. If he was yep. coming in the sixth inning, seventh inning, holds don't mean nothing. That ain't going to get you no money. So, again, it comes back down to not spending money and not going for it. And this is what you're left with. A, a decent baseball team, probably make the playoffs. But it's going to be ugly when they face the San Diego Padres and haters closing them out and, and Soto's blasting home runs on them. <laughs> so good. that's going to be ugly. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. All right, Mario, good conversation, dude. Yeah, that was that's... a great point, something that I hadn't thought of. The reason that Hater wants that traditional closer role, it's not because that's what he wants. It's because that's how he gets paid. That's where the cash is. It's games finished. And they don't put saves, statistical information, into contracts. They don't do that. They they gloss it up a little bit. They hide it a little bit. I mean, it's against the rules in, in the uh, collective bargaining agreement to put that in your contract, statistical information. So they put fancy little words on it, like games finished. Well, we all know what that means. That's That should be uh, also known as saves. I mean, so it's um, Cy Young Award uh, votes, you know. How many, Which you're how many only getting plays? as a reliever if you have saves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. All right, uh, we need to take another break, and then we'll come back and uh, get to uh, Craig Council. Also, if you want to continue with this conversation, this is a really interesting – I'm thinking more about the, 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 perfect, the perfect lineup next year or what would have been the perfect lineup with – well, I don't know about uh, – I, I I think it would, would have been a possibility. It would have been a possibility. I believe everyone has its price. Everybody has their price. Um, every every team, every sport. You you go up high enough and offer something high enough, you're gonna get that player. Does I don't care what name is on the back of the jersey. So think about here's another guy we missed under team control that would be in the offensive lineup. How about Luis Urias? There's another guy. This team could have been stacked. Yeah, imagine Luis Urias being your like seven or eight hitter. Yeah, and and he can just relax down there and do his thing and get better. Let's see, Omar, Urias, Telez, Adamas, 
Yelich, Renfro, Soto, Bell for the rest of this year. They might have even Woody, Burns, Ashby, Lauer, Peralta, Hader, Williams, Box. You could could have went ahead and did the Matt Bush deal. Matt Bush would have been out there. Trevor Gott is out there. This team might have vied for a World Series like in a, like in a high range this year. I still think they're going to vie for a World Series, though. When did you... You knew I was going to say that, right, Evan? Yeah, I did. And you know what? <laughs> as long as they still have playoff contention and there's still, you know, a couple of lottery balls Never in the know. mixer, yeah, it, it's like dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. Get, get the kind offense of, hot but... at the right time, and this pitching is good enough. It is good enough to win a World Series or at least get there. It is. But it's all about the offense. And they didn't do very well tonight outside of the sixth inning. Sixth inning was a three-home run inning for the Brewers tonight. And then in the bottom half, it may have been one of the worst innings in the season for the Milwaukee Brewers. Five runs across against Corbin Burns and Brad Boxberger. On two hits, three walks, an error, a pass ball. That was ugly in that that bottom of the sixth. So we'll get to Craig Council, get to more of your reaction if you want to uh, feel the need to pick up the phone, 414-677-1250. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show after a Brewers 5-3 loss. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. All right, we've been at this now quite a while, 414-677-1250. I want to get to as many as we can here, and we'll get to Craig Council in a bit. Well, let's get back to you guys talk about really what, what, what this Josh Hader trade did, this deadline, I think it opened up a lot of avenues of conversation. I really, I really do. I think that, you know, it's, it's the introspective sort of way to, and philosophical way that we're trying to figure out what's going on with the Brewers in a big picture sense. And that's a good thing. I, I don't want people to stop going to see Brewers baseball. That, that definitely, I, I just, 
I'm not saying that I want to choose where your bar is. What I'm saying is it, it, it's, it's a fun thing. It's, it's cool to have this team here. And I'm not saying that should be the only thing. Don't get me wrong. But that's part of it. That it, it shouldn't hamper your, your own likes of this baseball team and to go to the ballpark and take some friends out and have some beers and tailgate and the whole thing. I, I don't think we're that picky in that regard. We like to our entertainment dollars to go to something cool, and it's kind of cool. But at the same time, I think it's also fair to raise the winning bar to say that, hey, you guys, you got, you got to do something a little bit better here. I'm not saying you're not trying, but when you compare it to what other decisions that other teams are making, it, it's it's not a good conversation at times. It's just not. All right, let's get to John. John's back, and then we'll get to we'll get to the rest of you guys. I'm going to have to have you just hurry up just a little bit here. But uh, go ahead, John. You're next on the fan. Timmy, how you doing? What's going on? Oh, I hope you're feeling better, Tim. Well, nice no. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm going to take a breather tomorrow. Things just flare all over the place. Uh, my medical yeah, situation just, is just not, not, you know, it's, it's just crazy, yeah. but, um, well, yeah, Evan's going to, Evan's going to host tomorrow night for me. I'm just going to try a breather on a midweek. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I hope you feel better and just, you know, just day by day, you know, and yeah. Hey, uh, not to add injury to insult, Vince Scully passed away tonight. Yeah. We announced um, that just a little while ago. Yeah. 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 Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Um, God, 67 seasons, 25 World Series. I mean, God, think of all the calls that he, you know, made in real time in our lives. I mean, Losing unbelievable. Legend. Yep. The voice of yeah. baseball, I think we can say. Yes, yes. And ironically, I think Uke's 88. That's when uh, uh, Vin uh, stopped was six years ago. Hey, I was just going to tell you, going way back, I was one of the first callers, and then accidentally we got cut off. But what I was going to say is, um, you know, going back to Kenny's first call, um, I, you know, the thing is with Wong and Severino, Tim, I'm telling you, I would have batted Wong, even though it was lefty-lefty and his, his stats aren't good. I mean, I would have batted uh, Wong just because, like we always talk, no one on this team can protect the plate. It drives me nuts. He stands there, and he takes strike three. And even Adamas, Tim, like uh, he got fooled on that outside fastball out of the zone, and he swung. I mean, it's like we just don't have enough contact hitters. I was thinking as Severino, as Severino Tim, as he um, stood there and looked at the pitch, think about how awesome the Atlanta game was, the playoffs last year. All the situational baseball, I mean, God, you know, we got to be so much better. And then the sloppy um, pass ball. So I – I'm so torn as far as I just, with with Hater, I expected two stud prospects, bar none, at least two, Tim. I agree with you wholeheartedly. We didn't get enough. We didn't. It's, it's, it's pretty simple in my book, but that's, uh, that's our opinion. John, thanks for the call. Uh, let's get to... Uh... Let's get to uh, Vincent in Anaheim. He, he's, he's a smiley guy. How happy is it for you there in San Diego, or, or at least a little bit north of that? Yeah, wait, we're a little bit way north of San Diego. But, you know, hey, 
It is what it is, man. It is a business. I, I, I'm going to go back to what that guy said, the, the, the earlier caller, when he said, hey, it's just a business. Well, as a fan, you need to understand that. I mean, me as a fan, I want my team to win. I'm going to ride to the wheels fall off no matter what. If I'm a diehard fan, I'm going to love my team regardless. Of course, just like a relationship, we're not going to always agree, and we're going to have our, uh, you know, our fighting and our disagreements. By the end of the day, we're still going to go back to it, right? We still got Brewer love, right? You still That's down a good with point. the Brew yep. Crew. Yep, when a Cubs fan come with disrespect, you're going to stand up and say, what you say? Exactly, man. Mm-hmm. But I get it. I'm with you, Tim. They should have got a bigger name. They got a bunch of no names. No offense. Like, I'm not into, like, I'm not, I love baseball. I love sports. But, like, I was like, who are these guys? I mean, I, you, at least you replaced him. So you still got that one-two coming out. You know, Devin Williams and all the way he felt, man, looked like he got traded. That, that, that little sound clip, man, that's a little speechless, man. It was like he got traded, man. Sounded like he like, got traded yeah. to, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you, you know, couldn't believe it. Cincinnati. It yeah. Yeah, because you all play, you know, you work in the radio, it's like maybe one of your radio guys leaves or gets traded. It's kind of, you know, if you were cool with them, it's going to hurt, but that's business. And there's a day, though, man, he's got to get it done, get the wins, man. They, they lost this game because I think that throwing error costed them more than that. But it was still shocking, man. They still, they still should have got some bigger names. I, I do agree with you. I looked at the bright side. They did get that bullpen all filled up with, with active players that you hope they're going to they're gonna turn something on, you know, like that Jordan Lyles trade. You know when they traded for Jordan Lyles when he was on Pittsburgh? And like, why yeah. did you trade for that guy? And then he turned it up. He did what he had to do to help the team. That's what, what might, might, might happen at the end of the day, man. But you got to just keep, keep rooting for your team. I still believe they're there in first place. They're still down. They're still, they still a first place team. And they're still a playoff team. They, they are. I, I know. Yes. Hey, man, do you see the, the Cardinals picking up uh, Jose Quintana? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I did man, see that. Vincent, I, I got a scoot. I saw that. Yep. It's all oh, good, Max. Go ahead up, Brew Crew. You got, you got it. You got it. Um, yeah, Quintana and uh, Jordan Montgomery go do I think to... that they did Quintana not because they want him, but just to piss us off. <laughs> they know. They know Jeez. Quintana's history with the Brewers. They, they probably don't even starts. think they're going to make the playoffs. They just did that to piss us off. He'll get two starts in the seven games remaining with the St. Louis Cardinals. He'll get two starts. And then they pick up another lefty, and that means that, hey, we know how the Brewers' offense is against lefties. Uh, let's go to Steve. Steve, you're next here on The Fan. Hey, Tim. Yeah, I don't really have a lot to add. Uh, I mean, a lot of – a lot of the previous callers pretty much hit on everything that I was going to say, and I agree with pretty much all of them. Um, I, I also, <laughs> I don't know if anyone was following Evan on Twitter, but I, I kind of agree with a lot of the things that he posted on there. I know there's a lot of angst and, you know, criticism of the Brewers and Stearns and, and Adonacio. Um I just, I mean, I think we don't have, like, the, the full story. I don't know if it was one of the callers. Someone mentioned that, uh, I, I think that someone might have had something on Hater that we all don't know about. I mean, that's all rumors just kind of flying around. I have my own theory in that Stearns kind of had his high, his hands tied. March just said it, it, he gave him a ceiling and said, hey, this is, this, this is the, the most I want to trade for. And then Dave, it, I mean, he couldn't really do anything. Um I, I just don't. I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I'm the the, the only. Uh, there's one other thing I wanted to to touch on, and then I'll mm-hmm. drop off. Um, the uh, I, I can't divulge any like live scores or anything, but it looks like we might see Hater in the second game of the San Diego uh, Rockies doubleheader going on right now. So I'm always going to root for that guy unless he's playing against us. <laughs> so 
I just yeah. wanted to get your thoughts on all that stuff. Thanks, all right. Tom. I appreciate it, Steve. I am going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to wish uh, Josh Hader well. I've known him now for many years. I mean, since he w- he's been in big league camp is when, when we first met. And good dude. And, uh, you know, I, uh, as, as close as you can get uh, as a member of the media to, to a player, I guess. But, yeah, I'm going to wish him well unless it's against the Brewers. I want him to, to crash and burn. He's, I want him to blow a save. I want him to be on a bad roll. That's just the way that works. He understands that. Yeah, all all of all of these players, they 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 totally get that. Uh, it's just, it's tough. It's 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 part of it. And some of the players that are saying, "Hey, this is the part of the business thing," and and all that. And on the uh, you know conspiracy side of things, did did David Stearns and the organization know something? I will say this: I don't think there's anything that they knew outside of. Maybe it's a mechanical flaw that they have detected that is probably going to hurt him in the future, which made it a little bit easier for them to move. I don't know. That's about the only thing I can think of. Maybe they know that he's tipping pitches at times. I mean, it's things like that, I guess. But you hate to down your own player. It's like arbitration. The system is flawed. The trading is kind of a catch-22 at times. It just is. I, I just feel that I just feel this this organization should have gotten something a little bit more for Josh Hader. That's all. I mean, it, they should have gotten something more. Uh, let's go to uh, Ram. You've been on hold for quite some time. Ram and Brian, we'll get to you before we get to council as well. Ram, go ahead. Hey, what's going on, Tim? What's happening? You know, we, you and I, I I've been calling in when you were doing post game back in like sixteen, and <laughs> so I've been following you for a while, and. You've had the same position while going to the World Series, and you've always been upbeat. And I've learned a lot from you just listening because, you know, I'm a basketball guy. But I'll say this, a couple things real quick. I'm not going to reiterate what I've heard. Um, I agree. Uh, Hater is a stud. I don't know why the Brewers don't want to pay him. I believe that you pay your talent and you, you move forward. Then the other thing i say is, why is St. Louis always in the conversation? I mean – I can remember my grandfather talking about the Cardinals. They always have been in the conversation. Like I can't even think of the time they had a down year. And then the other thing I'm going to say, when you look at a reflection of other sports franchises and where people probably feel where the Brewers should be, look at what the Golden State Warriors did in three years. Mm-hmm. Well, we know baseball and basketball are different, but they were almost dead. Tim, I'm going to say this. You can't win in pro sports without talent. I, I say you at least got to, in baseball, you probably got to have at least four or five studs to go along with you got or players that's up and coming. I'm not, I've told you this before, I'm not, I'm not a firm believer in draft and develop. And I heard a caller say that we got the eighth richest owner in baseball. Man, open up your pocketbook. You got to pay to play. Yes, you do. If, you, if you're not going to pay, all these callers that call in, that's what they all are saying. If you're not willing to go on a luxury tap, maybe every uh, three or four years, we drop off, we will get back. Because I just don't think you can win without getting studs. And I say this, if they could have got the Soto or these other guys, do fan base know that pro players talk to each other? They can get other players to come to their city and play? That's how that go. 
They've been watching, playing with some of these guys since Little League. They said, man, you with the Brewers? Yeah. Well, how's it over there, man? It's straight over here. They will come. So right now, I mean, I don't want to hang up. Who would be the studs on the Brewers right now? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, no, I'm just saying right there, we got Giannis on the Bucks. We got Aaron Rodgers. But when we say baseball in Wisconsin, like, if you in the bar, you say, man, who would you, who, who would the stud? It's supposed to be Yelich. Trying to bounce back. I'm yep. out, Tim. Yep, take it easy, Ram. Good, good points. If there's any truth to Josh Hader believes that playoffs is good enough in Milwaukee, if that's what he believes, Rams on the money. Players do talk to each other. They do. Without question, they do. Why do you think they put that in their contracts? In all of sports, the no trade teams or no trade clauses. That's exactly why. When there's something fishy in the water with one organization, word gets out. And if there's any degree of truth to what Josh Hader said, if he's really kind of snubbing his nose, which, I, you know, again, I, I don't know. You, you interpret that the way you want. Well, look no further than Juan Soto himself. As a 21-year-old, he wins a World Series with a phenomenal pitching staff with a multi-time MVP in Bryce Harper. I believe uh, Anthony Rendon was still there. They had an up-and-coming squad, and within three years, they're gone. All of them. That is why you, well, you need to stay competitive and win because you're going to lose your best players. Like, there's no way what the, the Nationals got back today for Juan Soto will ever come even close to what Juan Soto brought to them talent-wise, what he brought to the fans, what he brought to everything. I mean, he is that guy, and they lost him because they couldn't stay competitive. But at the same time, right, and, and, and that's at the same time, it, it, when you win a World Series, it is a good combination. It's a mix of paying money to get the free agents, but it's also your farm guys coming through as studs. So how do you get those guys? several different ways you draft and then develop as as ram said but you also make trades along the way that you get into one look at chris bryant when the cubs won the world series look at soto as a young player when when the nats won the world series i mean the atlanta braves had a couple of guys through their system when they won the world series last year brewers just do not and have not had those guys offensively speaking there's no superstars here. Yelich is supposed to be the one. Can they still get it done? I don't know. Weird things can happen. It's you just, can win on pitching and defense. You can. It shows how horrific the irony can be in baseball, where in 2011 we were begging and pleading for a homegrown pitcher to work out. Yovani yeah. was kind of that, but he couldn't get his ERA under 3.5. You were begging for that kind of guy to come up, and the offense was what carried you. And now we have, we've, I don't know if we changed the way that we scout prospects or the way that we develop pitchers or something, but now our pitching is great in the minor leagues, and we can't develop position players to save our lives right now. It's unbelievable. To coincide with. You know the, the 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 free agent guys that you do get that that are, like say uh, Hunter Renfro, well he wasn't a free agent they they traded for him, but say a guy like that 
to mesh in with good high-end young talent. Oh, man, that's where it's at. Well, yeah, that's how you, championships you made a, are made. You made a great point with the Braves, and they did have kind of a rebuilding period where they it was pretty much just Freddie Freeman, and that was it as their good players. And they got guys like Dansby Swanson and Austin Riley and mm-hmm. Acuna and Albies, but they they deserve credit for developing those guys. Those are great offensive players, but then they also have homegrown pitchers like Max Fried, Ian Anderson, uh, Huascar Inua, like th- these are guys. Spencer Strider, right? They're they're homegrown guys that are absolute studs. They had it come together at the right time, and we're just waiting for that to happen here. Even though it, it may never. Well, and, and could, think of it this way: Could David Stearns be waiting for that crop of position players to try and mess with his young pitching staff? And I say young, and I'm referring to Freddie Peralta. Aaron Ashby, Ethan Small, to a degree, Lauer a little bit. When we know that, that Woody and Burns may, may cross over into some of these young position player group guys that then will mesh with the uh, free agent signings of someone like an Andrew McCutcheon in one or two years. Some trade t- degree to the form of Hunter Renfro. He's waiting for the two worlds to collide there. It's quite possible. And in the meantime, what he's doing is making sure he competes and waits for that time. Because that's the rebuild. The rebuild is while you're making the playoffs. Whether you scale it all back and then build from the bottom up, or you do it the way Stearns is doing it now, rebuilding and competing at the same time, both scenarios, at some point, you got to go for it once in a while, which, regardless of which way you do it. At some point, you have to, quote, go for it. Like the San Diego Padres are doing. Like other teams. Are, look what the Braves did. They revamped their entire outfield last year. All three of them. <laughs> in they come. That's that's crazy. Let's get Brian in here before we hear from uh, manager Craig Council. Brian, uh, you're probably going to get the last word tonight. What's going on? Well, I'm. <laughs> it's been about an hour and a half, Tim. So I've kind of figured I might be, <laughs> but but uh, anyhow, I don't know where to begin, Tim. You know, I was in Boston. I talked to you over the weekend, and mm-hmm. and uh, I heard a lot of the same things coming from Boston the Boston fan base over there about things that are not going well over there. And, and I think some of your previous callers had done it, Tim, about the logistics of the game. I mean, Tim, I know you're probably about my age, but Evan, I know he's, he's a lot younger, but I mean, we went 35 years before I even seen a competitive Packer game, Packer team. I went 50 years before I saw the the Bucks in a, in a world championship. And I'm not by no means saying that I, that, 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 that I expect that that that's the norm or even it needs to change immediately. But what I'm trying to say, Tim, is that baseball, the, the logistics of baseball is messed up. We, we knew it, we knew it, and we knew it. And ultimately, the only way you're going to get that over, you get that fixed is if you have revenue sharing and a, and, and, and a, and a salary cap. But that's not going to happen, right? So I think what, what, I, what I wanted to tell you, Tim, is basically, you know, I kind of expected Hader to get traded. I mean, I didn't want it to be happen during the season, but ultimately, 
you know, I don't know that you were ever going to see a top prospect for Hater. Being, being, I don't think you're going to see that. After seeing what I saw in a lot of the moves that happened today, you weren't going to see that. Should they have gotten more than what they wanted? Probably if you didn't ask, if you didn't ask for some of the, the Major League Baseball-ready players like, like Rodgers and Lamette coming back, probably. But if you would have got those players, then your bullpen would have been a lot less, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I you know, and and maybe not straight up Josh Hader for the top prospect. If that if Hader wasn't good enough then, that doesn't mean you hang the phone up though, Brian. That means you say, Okay, I want your top prospect, I'm gonna move you Hader, but I'm also gonna throw in Antoine Kelly. You know, see so you can add to it if again, target a guy you want for Hader. And if that's not good enough, you be assertive and say, I'm going over the top. Why? Because, number one, either way, I'm going to trade Josh Hader. But, number two, I want that guy you've got on your, in, in your prospect list. <clears throat> that's, see, that everyone has their price. You can get the, the phone hung up on you. That's fine. You can just pick it up, call them right back, and add something to it. So I love the negotiating I, world of trades. I, I really do. I, I do think, Tim, I do too, I think, Tim, though, I think the Brewers felt that if they were if they were going to be be competitive and make sure that they have a legitimate shot at it, they need to get they had needed to build that bullpen back up by trading him. And 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 again, I'm not saying I I like the fact of trading him during the season. I'm not saying that whatsoever. Uh, would I like to have seen them do more moves at the deadline? Yeah, but I, honestly, I think you hit on it just before I got on. Where have you ever seen Tim where they brought three guys from Double A into Triple A at the same time? Where right. have you ever seen that? Yeah, this this bumper crop is starting to move. It is, and I don't know if this was a make it feel better kind of, you know, minor league moves, but uh, that that is when certainly I, interesting. When I came back from my when a, when a plane landed in, from Boston to Milwaukee, and I got off that plane on Sunday night, and I saw that those three guys were being moved all at one time. I knew in my mind, I thought, something's up. Something is going on, and someone's going to get traded. Did I think it was going to be a hater? But I knew for a fact you probably were not going to get a, a center fielder because mm-hmm. they were they were taking one of these three, one of these guys in the outfield that's going to be playing well, Ruiz, Weimer, uh, Pralik, or Mitchell. If one of those guys gets hot, they're going to be up here in a couple of weeks, and, and that that's going to be your that's going to be your addition to, to your lineup. And, it might and, and even be sooner. It might even be sooner. It might even be yep. sooner. Yep. But all I right, think, Brian. Oh, I think I think in the main, I think just if the, if, the, if the fan base could just, I know it's tough. Boy, I know it's tough, and boy, I know this is this hurts a lot. Uh, we just got to stick together and, and, and keep on fighting for this thing. I'll tell you, we just. We can't we can't get sued out. I listened to, I listened to the shows this morning and boy I'll tell you Winks was tough to listen to this morning. He was tough. <laughs> yeah, all he right. Thank th- thanks a lot, Brian. We'll talk again. Yeah, it uh that's the world of sports. That's what kind of in a weird way makes it fun. Disappointment kinda of in a weird way makes it fun. Uh, believe me, we know that as Brewers fans. All right, let's get to Craig Council, Gene Wagner, Plumbing Post Game Show. We'll get to Counts and check out some matchups for Game 2. They need to bounce back, but let's have Council recap Game 1. How unusual is it to see Corbin just struggle with his command like that, especially the 
walks in a row. Yeah, I mean, it's it obviously was a little odd. I mean, I think he's uh, he's been battling a little bit um, command and. You know, he, he he did a nice job with it for five innings, despite it a little bit, and got up, made some pitches when it counted, um, and still obviously has the has the swing and miss stuff going. Um, but you know, just the, the ultimately the free passes kind of got him today. Um, you know, when when somebody when they got one with the men on base. When you talk about him battling that for a while, I mean, do you feel like it's kind of been most of the season like there hasn't been that sustained stretch where he's been really locked in? It's- or do you feel like no? I don't. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. I don't think I agree with that. But I think. I think. He's, I think he's. He's. He's pitched very, very well. Um, but uh, yeah, the last couple um, kind of been battling himself a little bit. Does it seem like the cutter was maybe just quite not all the way there tonight? Yeah. I mean, I. Well, I thought the off-speed stuff was good. I thought, uh, but you know, the cutter. Yeah, just kind of missed with the cutter. Um, it, it was good. He just missed with it, and you know, and I think he. He got beat, got beat on a changeup there by by Cruz. Offensively, we've talked to you a bunch. It's home runs are great, and you want them when they're men on base. Was it just spots? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we had a pretty good night offensively as far as putting pressure on, hitting the ball hard. You know, we didn't get rewarded for anything the first three innings. I thought we, you know, we swung the bats really well. I think we had six balls hard in the first three innings and gotten almost nothing for it. So. Um, you know, and then we 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 got ourselves a lead and put a good, you know, nice inning in the seventh, and it just didn't just didn't work out. When you face those decisions, especially with Rowdy, um, how difficult are those calculations to decide whether to pinch hit or not? Um, sometimes he'll hit against lefties, other times he'll use a righty. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's second and third, a base hit ties the game, and Mike's been exceptional against uh, left-handed pitching this year, and that's a spot to go for. I mean, with Wong especially, kind of the left-handed numbers are somewhat glaring this year. Is is his his or Rowdy's game as well? Does that come into consideration how they've hit up in their at bats on the day up to that point? I don't, I'm, in ter- like in terms of just when deciding to pinch hit or not, does the guys at bats is how much of a consideration do you have to weigh that leading up to I don't understand. The game? Well, the- Wong and Rowdy had. Oh, oh, I, I see you're saying. I see you're saying. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, I think, no, I mean, I think that, you know, it's it's different pitchers, and that's that's the whole point. And um, we got these guys here for a reason. And you know, Mike Mike got on base and gave us gave us his bases loaded at bat with McCutcheon up, which is, you know, exactly where we want the game. Really, it just didn't just didn't play out. Yes, you so much about these new relievers. McGee's isn't that, you know, he hasn't been around that long. What do you think about what you're seeing from him? Yeah, I mean, he's doing a nice job. I mean, not surprised. Um, just he, he knows what he's doing. He's confident. It's, um, you know, our, our, you know, kind of gamble here was that it was just a, a stretch with relievers that small sample that can just kind of be out of whack. And um, he's come in and he's thrown strikes and done a really nice job. There he is, Craig Council, after the Brewers' 5-3 loss in game one of this three-game set. And always with the positive uh, spin on things. At least you'll always start with the positive. That's Craig Council, and uh, that's why why we know him and love him, right? All right, they're going to have to turn things around, get back uh, in the win column here. Brewers uh, at 57 uh, and... uh, 46, just 11 games over, 
And we'll check the uh, scoreboard as well and see what the Cardinals did and see what the lead in the Central is. Uh, We'll check the matchups for Game 2. That's next here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. Time to turn the page and take a look at the crew's next game. 6.05 tomorrow night is game two in Pittsburgh and Freddie Peralta back on the hill. We'll check the uh, numbers and the matchups in just a second here. Check the scoreboard here. What did the St. Louis Cardinals do tonight? Well, Tim, it wouldn't be a bad Brewers day without a Cardinals win, and they blanked the Chicago Cubs 6 to nothing today. Because yeah, of course they, they a, did. Course. Yeah, a six-pack. Get it? Six-zip. So it's just kind of rubbing it in the Brewers. <laughs> so that's the other thing. Now, we threw something out there on Twitter prior to the game's end tonight, and uh, let's, let's find out the results of that, Evan. Yeah, so we asked, as the trade deadline is passed, we want to know, is the Brewers franchise as a whole better, worse, or about the same as they were before this week? Uh, 13% think that they're better, which, God bless you, I wish I was one of you. Um, 48% went with worse. And a shocking 39% went with about the same. I thought that we were going to get, like, 70% worse just because... We're a little bit reactionary, and today, I'm not going to lie, it was a tough day for Brewers fans, but it seems like at least 39% of a pretty good sample size on this poll, they think that we're about the same right now. So I, I won't ask you the numbers, but a pretty good chunk, pretty good sample? Yeah, one of the better results on one of our polls I've seen in a while. Okay, but 50% say worse. Ooh, that's not good. That shouldn't keep you, however. And I, <laughs> I should just put a positive thing on this here. That shouldn't keep it, you, Craig, how, do it. however, from uh, coming on into the park over the weekend when they get back home, enjoying the 82 celebration, uh, Walk of Honor as a new inductee and in Prince Fielder. Yep. And Jonathan Lucroy is going to do a, a retirement officially in a Brewers mm-hmm. uniform. He heads to the Wall of Honor. K-Rod to the Wall of Honor. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, yeah, I mean that I, shouldn't keep, none of this should keep you from going out and enjoying all those things. No amount of complaining that I've done tonight and that I'm sure I will do tomorrow night when I'm in for you, mm-hmm. there's going to be some complaining. But will I be there on Saturday to watch Jonathan Lucroy and Prince Fielder get inducted into the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. I, I will be there as close to the, st- the field as I can be because we love our team. We have bad days. I forgot which caller it was tonight, but they said it's kind of like a relationship. Some days you don't want to talk to them, but then right. others, you're in love. It's it's unfortunate that it can be like that, but nothing is perfect in love and in life, and that includes sports. I think That's... we're we're both addicted and in love with baseball. It's not going to change. Not at all. That That's... Uh... My man Vincent in Anaheim said it's like a relationship. It is. Sometimes you just need, you know, you're mad at them, but you're always going to love them, and we love the Brewers. There's no no question about about that. So, I mean, there'll be better days. Okay, we'll get to we'll get to that in just a second. But game two, six oh five, first pitch after the last pitch, 
you make the switch right here. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show. And yeah, a midweek breather for me, just sort of a, I don't know, a rest day, one of those brawn off days. Yeah, um, it's like it, it's training camp for football. It's one of the veteran rest days. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's I I, I uh, consult consulted with the manager here at the fan, and, and we just chose this one as you know, probably see uh, see if I can get a little bit better. But uh, Evan Heffelfinger is going to be uh, hosting this show tomorrow night after the last pitch as you make the switch, and it's Freddie Peralta's return. Yeah, his first appearance in 72 days, I think a little bit sooner than we all expected. We, I think, I don't know about you, Tim, I expected late August. I also expected a lot more time in the minor leagues instead I, I of agree. a couple of starts. I agree on both. I, I figured late August for his return. We know that he's going to be limited. He only threw a max of 52 pitches in the minor leagues. But either way, it'll be great to have him up. For the season, he was 3-2 and two with a 4.42 ERA before his injury. He'll be going up against right-hander Tyler Beattie, 1-1 one one with a 3.12 ERA. Hmm. Can you win in Pittsburgh? Don't do this now, Pittsburgh. <laughs> right? Just kick us while we're down. Get yeah, swept. No, Who cares? No question. I mean, they... they what what we're really what I'm keeping my eye on here is the offense, and the offense is going to be key here. I have pretty good confidence uh, in the starting rotation, uh, as well as the bullpen. A deeper bullpen once everyone gets here and gets in uniform and gets going, but uh, we'll see. Now it's the offense. Stay on that roll. One one down game, scoring three runs does not mean not mean the roll is over since the All Star break. So. Put up six or seven runs tomorrow. They're right back on track. All right, that's going to do it for us. Evan, we'll see you tomorrow. I will see you for the uh, afternoon game on uh, Thursday. And uh, despite the outcome, have a great night. Smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.